0: Good morning ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a great time and I hope you are ready for this episode. This is episode 167 and today we are jumping into our slash Today I Fucked Up. So grab your tea and your popcorn, let's not waste any time and jump into our first story which is from Sudden Particular Free. Today I fucked up by calling my brother about a lost ring. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This happened this afternoon. It's nighttime now, and I'm still fucking laughing about it. So ever since my siblings and I were little, I was the one that could lose an elephant in a prairie. I was unimaginably good at losing stuff, and then needing my brother's help to find them. Luckily, my older brother... I'm the second oldest of four boys, could always find anything I'd lost. I mean, always. Even if there was three of us searching, we'd never find whatever it was I'd lost until my oldest brother got involved. I ended up gaining some notoriety as the guy who could lose his own head, and my brother earned the reputation of the family's finder of things. Well, now we've all moved out. My oldest brother is fresh out of university and living across the country, while the other three of us have sprawled throughout the country, but none outside, for our respective universities. Still, we maintain daily content through texting and calling. Today, I lost my ring. It was a gift to me from my girlfriend and very dear to me, so I was expectedly distressed about it. I turned the world upside down. My girlfriend was calling up friends whom I'd visited in the morning to see if I'd left it there. It was overall an awful situation. I called my mum to whine to her about it, like a mama's boy I am, and I was frankly on the verge of tears. After all the other ways had proven fruitless, I decided to relieve the pressure by calling my oldest brother in jest to ask him if he could find my ring. And just that, I did. I called him, he answered. I told him my problem, we laughed a little, then he pointed out that I'd been cooking a lot after I'd gotten back from my visit. He knew because I like to call him when I'm cooking to fight the boredom. And he said that maybe it would fallen in the sink or in the first drawer on the kitchen cupboard since that's where I keep my cutlery. The sly bastard was right, I checked in my drawer and behold my ring. He laughed his ass off, almost dropped his phone. I sulked off in self-pity and accused him of sorcery. I thanked him and we hung up. Later I get a call from my older brother, the third youngest, during which he makes fun of me for not being able to find the ring that my brother found from across the country. We share a laugh, I tell him to go fuck himself, affectionately of course, and we hang up. I thought nothing of the interaction. My oldest brother had probably told him during their daily catch-up. That is until the fourth brother called. My youngest brother advised if I looked in the second drawer, I might very well find that chest of gold that Grandpa hid, a running joke in the family. We laughed together, I told him to go fuck himself, and it was all good. I was starting to suspect that my oldest brother was making a bit of a fool of me to the family, but it was funny and it was only brotherly banter after all. That is, until my mum called. Now fun fact about my mother, she lost her ring finger in an accident, and of course she told me to look in the first drawer of my kitchen cupboard. Maybe I'd find it there. I couldn't tell my mother to fuck off, I'm a good son, but I approximated. Still, it was just mum, I thought. That is, until my dad called. Same deal. (laughs) Ah, you lost your ring and your brother found it from across the country, you moron. My dad said I might as well ask my brother where my brain is, he ought to find it, since clearly it was missing from my skull. We laughed, I wondered to myself if maybe dad would be the last to call about this, and we hung up. Okay, to make a long story short, he was not the fucking last by far. I could sit here numbering the family members, friends, acquaintances, and common contacts that called for fucking days. When the last person called, my aunt, my dad's sister, Thus started the texts. Now I have every single family member laughing at me collectively in a group chat and I have a very, very big family. My girlfriend has been added to said group chat by my brother and up until an hour ago she was laughing her tits off at my dad's admittedly hilarious remarks about the whereabouts of my brain. I don't think I will ever live this down. Please help me. I can definitely sympathise. I too am an impressive loser of things. Our next story is from Space Mania XU. Today I fucked up by discovering a migraine trigger the hard way. When I was younger than 10 years old, I decided to consume without permission a bag of Dorito Nacho chips. Back then, this was one of my favourite guilty pleasures. And when I saw the opportunity to snag the bag without being caught, I yanked it and dug in. There were two small mistakes in this. First, the bag was family size, the kind of package that was the size of my small little torso, and not personal fun size bag. Second, this is when I learned something about myself and my migraines. You see, I was still young and naive to how migraines worked and how they could be triggered. I could not possibly understand how delicious nacho cheese preservative-coated food could hurt me. For those that are in the know, you know how this choice of food became my second mistake. Without much delay of completing my guilty pleasure, I found myself in pain. A lot of pain. Debilitating pain. The kind that makes gravity feel ten times stronger pain. Unfortunately, this presented a major problem for my mother. My family had only one vehicle at this time, which she had to keep today to do errands for the house. To do this, she has to drop my dad off at his job, then pick him up later on. Naturally, of course, he works swing shifts, a one-hour drive away, and he has to be picked up at the dead of midnight. Obviously she couldn't leave me alone as she needed to monitor my condition, and this being the era before internet and Uber she did the only thing she could think of. Strap me down into this two and a half seat truck, which had shock absorbers that were five years past expired and began our journey to the city. Thankfully, my mum had the foresight to bring a large stainless steel bowl bigger than my head to hold in case the unfortunate happened. I assure you, once my mother began her drive over the Altamont Pass, I was already clutching that bowl tightly in my lap. My guts were twisted, the contents were swishing and my mind was rolling. It was agony. The problem that I was experiencing was new. As much as I wanted to vomit, I couldn't bring myself to do it while in motion. Either paralyzed by fear of backsplash or physically prohibited from the action because I could not stay still enough to focus on my purge. For some of you out there, vomiting during a migraine can provide a degree of cathartic relief. I was desperate for this sweet, sweet release, but the bouncing 580 freeway kept me from my body's goal. After what felt like forever, my mother finally brought us with insight of my father's job at Mother's Cookies in Oakland. As she maneuvered through the midnight streets, my stomach sensed that the moment of truth was approaching. A paste of thick mass was starting to push its way up, as if it was being rolled out of my throat like toothpaste out of its tube. I courageously held back, forcing it back down as my mother still had to pull a few more maneuvers down the street. I couldn't risk scaring her into a parked car or have a bounce, throw off my aim and paint the fabric seats with the sins of my past. Silently, I held on. Stoic through the journey, I had a flash thought if my mother thought I was still in serious pain. Soon, the truth would come. In fact, it all came. The moment the parking brake engaged and the truck jerked to a stop, it was time. I hunched over and projectile vomited into the once clean and pristine bowl out came the most glorious stream of fluorescent orange hellfire of half digested twice processed food the stream of paste was familiar in taste it was the same coming up as it was going down i remember thinking in this bizarre moment of clarity despite this first expulsion of sin being the longest ejection of matter from my body at any point in my life to that point i somehow was not done Barely, with a gasp of air, I went again, then again, and again. I truly do not recall how many times my body spasmed to empty itself of matter, only that the event had become so traumatic that this frame of memory was stripped from me along with the spirit of Frito-Lay itself. When I finished and my body was free of my carnal craving for cheesy goodness, I came to look at the product of my mistake. The bowl, of which my mother intentionally selected for being the largest we had, was full. She had selected that bowl as she thought that with such a large size, spillage under any circumstance would be unthinkable. Yet, here it was, what felt like a legitimate full pound of half-digested Doritos. I remember the sight clearly more than anything else from this day i was stricken by its warmth in awe of its uniform viscosity amazed by its bright fluorescent orange glow that was radiating from the light cast from the street lamp next to us it was then i looked at my mother who i imagine was questioning her life choices and how she managed to leave this bag of chips unattended for me to consume in secret Struggling to understand what devil it was that once inhabited her precious baby boy. How it could mathematically be possible that I was even capable of containing such volumes of processed foods. We simply sat there in silence, awestruck by this abomination that now is haunting us with its smell. My father was due to walk out at any moment. To take this anywhere, in a two and a half seat truck, would bring us all certain doom. Any form of travel with my food baby was simply not an option. Then came the only solution, it had to go. It had to go right where we were, out the door and onto the street. So carefully, with as much control as my poor, frail body could muster, I braced the bowl with an iron grip with one hand and very carefully opened the door with my other. Thankfully, gravity was able to swing the door wide open for me given the angle we were parked, and thus I was free to commence operation Today I Fucked Up. As I gently tilted the bowl, The bowl began to drain its contents down onto the warm, dark street. Thankfully, the thick substance did not splash, it was simply drizzled calmly and somehow gracefully out in a smooth pour. I let the bowl hang out the door to drain as best as I could, until only streaks of my nightmare remained clinging to the metal surface. Out of morbid curiosity, I looked over to see if it was moving away towards the drain gutter and down into the sewer. With shock and horror, I saw it motionless. It was pancake batter thick in a near-perfect circle and clung to the pavement like burnt cheese on a hot cast iron pan. I said nothing further as I weakly closed the door and sat there in shame as I waited for my father. Soon, my dad came out and we picked him up for the ride home. Physically and emotionally exhausted, I passed out. While still crippled in pain, my body was done and my nightmare came to a close. Or so I fought. Three days later, my mother had to pick him up again for similar reasons as to last, and I had to go with her as I was too young in her eyes to be left alone at night, particularly after my burglary that led to the worst night of my life. Nevertheless, I felt fine. My head was clear and my eyes were sharp. So when we pulled down 18th Street in Oakland, I saw it. The fever dream was not over. The pancake demon was still there, exactly as I left it. Although deflated from decay, it was still unmistakably orange even in the lamplight's midnight gaze. In all this time, it was never disturbed and it had been baking in the California sun. No animal dared to scavenge upon it. No car even risked driving through it. That hellspawn was there exactly as I had left it thick, flat, and horrifyingly orange. Days passed. Weeks passed. Months passed. No one, no thing alive chose to confront it. Either the street sweepers never drove down that road or they consciously chose to drive around it as to not sully their massive rotating pavement sweeping brushes. In either case, it was permitted to naturally deflate over time, evaporating whatever moisture it had away in the plus 100 degree temperatures. It was only the full rain that finally carried the dried up material that remained away. Finally, into the drainage gutter I had hoped it would flow into months back. The night after that rain, it finally seemed to be gone, and I felt that this mark of shame was erased from history. I was wrong. Eventually, my dad had a shift change that permitted a pickup in the daytime. Once again, due to a variety of circumstances, I was made to join my mother to pick up my father at work. It was on this day my memory became eternal. The pancake that had been carried away by rain was now replaced by a stain, a large, dull orange circle. Because of its prolonged bake period on the hot asphalt, It had left itself a permanent mark on the road for all to see. Of all of the emotions I found myself experiencing, I remember feeling impressed, no, proud. I left a mark for all the workers of Mother's Cookie and all others that drove down that California street to see that the sun had deemed my creation to be worthy of remaining a permanent fixture in this corner of the world. It remained there for years. Although my rides to pick up my dad were becoming less frequent, it always remained. I even came to look forward to seeing it when I came to pick him up in my weird morbid sense of way. It became my reminder to treat my body with more respect and to take my chronic condition more seriously. It was only at the end of my dad's tenure there that the stain was erased from history. Despite all prior efforts of man and weather, its color barely faded. It took the city of Oakland to strip and repave the road to have it cleared from physical history. It may be gone, but it will never be forgotten. Rest in peace, Orange Pancake. I salute you. I don't even know what to say about that one other than… wow. Our next one is from upvoter1530, today I fucked up by using a ghostwriter as a therapist. Okay, so basically, I am a ball of stress. Even though school only started a few weeks ago, I already feel ground down and stressed out. I have been really… Really busy working, planning my wedding, and trying to graduate in the spring. I moved back to my parents' house to save money last year. After living on my own, it's depressing to be back here even though my family really isn't that bad and they even pay for some of my tuition. And I've been trying but can't even focus on my school stuff. I've really been struggling with one class in particular that I need so I can graduate with my double psych sociology major. Let's call it family sociology. I like the professor, even though she's really tough, but for some reason I've just been having a lot of trouble retaining the concepts and applying them. I've spent the past two weeks irrationally dreading the first major assignment, which was a free page essay about our families and applying the concepts of the class to them. Meanwhile, I literally only went home to sleep because I was so busy with work, finalizing the details for the venue for the wedding, seeing my fiancé, and school. I spent more time worrying about the essay than actually writing it, and suddenly it was due the next day and I had literally nothing. To make matters worse, I had a bad day that day. We had to go look at a wedding venue during the day and my mum was as annoying as fuck as usual. The kitchen was a total mess because my dad never fucking cleans anything and I feel like my sister is just trying to constantly start drama with the bridesmaids. Work was stressful and I barely got a lunch break. That night the clock was ticking and I just couldn't get any thoughts together to write. So I did something I'm not totally proud of and that I've never done before. I paid a ghostwriter from a website to write an essay for the class. I gave them the instructions, they messaged me on the site and said they needed some details about my family to write it. They said to give them as much info as I was comfortable with. I did a lot of venting, maybe more venting than giving guidance. I told them my dad is a passive spineless jackass who still manages to be a misogynist. I told them my sister had a personality disorder and was probably an addict. I told them my mother is a toxic narcissist determined to ruin my wedding. Finally, the writer was like, wow, that sounds really tough. I can take it from here. And then I felt a lot better and went to bed. Obviously the site has stuff about how you're only supposed to use the paper as a guide, I was thinking, okay, I'll just have them write it, seeing an example would be a lot of help, and then I'll kind of rewrite it to make it sound like my own essay. But the next morning, my sister was already stirring up shit, and my laptop was dead, and I was running late for work. I borrowed my sister's laptop and just turned in the documents as I got it from the ghostwriter. Not a good idea, obviously. I didn't even check if it had errors in it or if it really followed the guidelines. I did not even read it, but fuck it, at this point it was either a shortcut or nothing at all. I won't lie and say it ate at me. I felt a bit bad, but I made a big effort to study more on my lunch breaks and some of the content started to make more sense. Fast forward to today. My friend texts me before I had a chance to look at the blackboard, and she tells me our professor posted our grades and also a big warning about plagiarism. I'm thinking, fuck, 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 fuck me, I fucked up big time and now I'm gonna get kicked out or at least an F. My heart was pounding as I logged into Blackboard and there it was. An A. What? The professor wrote a note saying she was concerned about my family issues and she gave me the number for campus counselling. But she also praised the essay for a lot of other stuff. I wondered why my professor would be so concerned about my family. So I finally read the paper. It turns out the writer basically wrote down what i told them, verbatim, and then added a lot of structure and concepts from the class. Fuck my life. But I also got an A, and I felt like I was doing better with the class concepts, so basically a victory? (laughs) Time for ice cream to celebrate, I thought. Oh right, yes, so the fuck up. I went downstairs to get the ice cream. My sister and parents were sitting at the kitchen table together talking, but they fell silent as soon as I entered the room. So, up though to 15.30, you think I'm a misogynist? My dad said. I froze. And I'm a toxic narcissist? My mother asked. Cue my parents tearing into me and screaming at me for hours. And then they kicked me out. I need to know, how did your parents get the essay? Did like someone at school send it to them? Was it a public thing? I don't know, there's a a missing detail in that story and I'm not gonna be able to sleep until I find out. But thank you very, very much for joining us in this episode. This has been episode 167 of The RR Show. If you want more, don't forget to check out our shite, 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 it's not shite, it's a good site, honest, therrshow.com. And until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for being with us. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I will see you in the next one. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTDL report where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast.